Does this sound familiar? Billy pounded on the closed coffin and shouting, No, let me out, help! I think this is what happened to Jennifer, too. I wrote it, and you guys dreamt it. It's the typewriter. That's why it was hidden. It's got some kind of power. Is that possible? Could this be a dream machine? Submitted for the approval of the Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Vaughn. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Our pleasure. And this is episode number 224. We're talking our top five Are You Afraid of the Dark magical items. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh... Vaughn, we wanted to have you on for something that wasn't just a Halloween special of of episodes I don't like, but you guys seem to, to like well enough. And you, you sent us a few ideas, and this one really, I think, tickled us. Like, had, is, is this a topic you had been thinking about? Uh, to be honest, when you, when you said, you know, what would you like, I took it very, very seriously. Um, <laughs> I sent you a really big list. Um, <laughs> I know. I felt. I felt a little rude. I'm like, can you just like shorten this to three? <laughs> yeah, I sent you a list of about fifteen things, and I had edited that down. Um, but I guess, well, I just looked over all the episodes, and I, I hadn't really realized it. But um, and I think we'll talk about it at the end. But there's a lot of magical objects in Are You Afraid of the Dark, and. Yeah. This was really hard. I, I sent you that list. You said yes to this. And then I was thinking, how am I going to do five <laughs> <laughs> without just doing like joints? But I haven't done any joints. I have five. I, re- I regret the ones that are not on the list. However, if they come up on your list, I will acknowledge that. But I had to uh, omit that one. So <laughs> it was it was shocking to me how many. Like truly a revelation, how many Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes, uh, you know, hinge on a object. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I think initially when you sent the idea, I'm like, I'm just not sure there's going to be enough objects. <laughs> and, then you, and then you sent like 30. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, yeah, every Are You Afraid of the Dark has an object. You're right. Yeah. And um, then my list wasn't even complete. I think, Andrew, you added more. And then I went back and looked and it was nearer to like, I want to say it's nearer to 50. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The majority more have it than not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there, I think there's an inclination to be like, oh, well, the Sardo episodes. But in fact, I mean, that's just that's the tip of the iceberg. That's yeah, yeah. so much more. <laughs> yeah. So we should um, really have done a top ten. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been do you easier. Feel, do you feel that way, Andrew? Is there like a, you were trying to figure out how to cut it down? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, uh-huh. I there was a bunch that I just felt. <laughs> But I really wanted to be on the list, but, um, you know, I had oh, to pare wow. it down. Uh, oh, okay. I feel very strongly that, like, I don't know <laughs> if I could have gone more than six. Because wow. so, the, so many of these, I, 
I, I guess. Okay, so let's talk about this because this is this is a weird episode. Usually when we do favorites, it's like favorite episodes or favorite episodes of shows. We don't usually do something kind of like this niche, which is what I think makes it fun. Yeah. But how did you approach your objects or your items? Because I think there's almost a science to it where I think the reason I would have trouble doing more than six is because of how I how I went about it. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I went back and forth trying to decide like what are what are the real hinging factors? Like what mm-hmm. makes the item great? Um and in the end, I think for me um like how unique it was was a pretty big factor. Um mm. but also just like I guess how interesting it was to me at the end of the day. Like <laughs> Okay. How, uh, did it inspire any, um, you know, magical thoughts in me or was Ooh. it? <laughs> I like it. Did it like, fill you, did it fill you with fancy? Yeah. 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 What about you, Vaughn? See, I did have a strategy. I tried to make it logical <laughs> and mm. I think that's the reason some of the ones that I think are amazing magical objects maybe didn't make the list. Um, so the power of the object or how useful the object Mm. is was something I considered. Um, How integral and interwoven it is in the plot or is it just kind of thrown in um, and and kind of how it impacts the entire episode. And then (laughs) just like how cool it is, like what it looks like, how much I like it. (laughs) So that was maybe more of a of um, just kind of how it, how it feels to me, how enjoyable I find it. Um, But yeah, I've applied that to most of these. Um, some I'm just like, no, I love this one. I had to include it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, did did you guys consider at all like how y- it would be like how you would use it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, <laughs> all right. So that kind of goes into how I did my list. So I. I learned a lot about myself doing this list. Uh, (laughs) And I would actually encourage like our listeners, our hardcore, are you afraid of the dark fans to actually try this exercise, even maybe before listening, like what, what five objects would you pick? Um, Cause I'm, for me, I wasn't totally interested. Like I wasn't interested in objects that really did a lot of harm to other people though, you Mm. know, so the way I thought about it is like, how could I use it? Like, is it enjoyable to me? I, you know, I, du- I dug the stuff that really could benefit myself. Mm. And so I learned that like, maybe I'm not a bad person, but I'm a really selfish person. <laughs> and I, and I feel fine with that. But uh, this whole list is um, really about how I could enjoy the item. Yeah. Wow. Like you're not going to want a box of misfortune cookies, are you? You want something that's going to actually work <laughs> well, for you. Yeah. I mean, I uh, will come back to that. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, because um, <laughs> I think that I think that's an underrated item. I'm not saying it's on my list. I think it's underrated. I d- don't think I really considered too much how like I didn't weigh too heavily on the item that I picked, like how much I would use it in my real life. But mm-hmm. um, well, as I was, good. yeah, good. as I, as I was starting to think about them, though, I was like, most of these just would be. Almost all of them would be terrible. Very few <laughs> would really turn out good. That's and, and see, that's why I think maybe my perspective is like, how could you guys not 
uh, how could you need 10 <laughs> spots? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, ha- I have a tight five here, and even my fifth <laughs> is, like, a stretch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I love it, and I, I can't wait to make fun of you guys. And, uh, <laughs> I think you will <laughs> make fun of me. I am nervous. <laughs> I encourage it. I think it, I think we should really be honest about the objects, and uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. This does make me realize that, like, this might be the ultimate like object anthology show i couldn't think of anything else that has like a similar amount of great objects mm. yeah um, even I mean, twilight a... Z- even twilight zone's not that reliant yeah oh. yeah um yeah i know the there was a, the friday the 13th show does objects a lot but i still don't feel like it was quite as good mm. and interesting as these oh you know what like Erie, Indiana has quite a few. Oh, yeah. It's a, I mean, not they don't have nearly as many episodes, but yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like Are You Freddy the Dark gets more objecty, or <laughs> centers around a a magical item as time goes on. Hmm. Yeah. You yeah, you know? could be right. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think I think um, the sixth and seventh season quietly bring it as far as the objects go. <laughs> And, yeah, and there's some thought, good ones. Who thought that we'd be championing <laughs> season six and seven? Um, <laughs> but also certain storytellers, like I think Sam has a lot of objecting, mm. objecting ones. Mm. Yeah, I forgot. I didn't to look even. into that. Oh, yeah. We sh- yeah, I didn't look into it as a. Like, I don't have the exact um, answers, but no. But as as I go here, I'm going to try to maybe now keep track of that. Yeah, I tried to spread it out because I didn't want to just have all of them in one season. That is something I tried to consider as well. Mm. I actually didn't even think about that, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Mine will be like all in a row. <laughs> all right. Well, do you guys want to jump into our objects list? Oh, yeah. Okay. My number five is the film Nosferatu, the Demon Vampire. From the Midnight Madness. A black and white silent film is gonna turn this place around. That ain't a vampire movie, that's a fairy tale. You don't have to believe me. Just show my film once and you'll see. As for payment. Ah, here we go. I don't want money. All I ask is that once your success is assured, you give me one night a week of your choosing to show my other films to the public. <laughs> this film can do as you say. I'll give you three nights plus a cut of the vending. <laughs> I don't want your popcorn money. Um, I, you know, this is obviously an item that would not be fun in real life. <laughs> I mean, it would <laughs> cause yeah. you only problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love, I just like, I love all anything that kind of uh tries to um like dissolve the boundary between reality and the movie or a tv show um i just love that type of thing um and this object is so cool to me it feels like necessary to the fabric of the series sort of like it holds a a like foundational um, logic to it. Um, I uh, 
it's just so it's like one of the objects that makes me kind of fantasize about things beyond the realm of the episode like it makes me think are there you know what are the other movies that do this or whatever um and i also like that it has a sort of like power on its own beyond um even the monster being able to come off of the screen from it um it's like it ruins the other it seems to ruin the other film Mm. that's playing during the episode uh, at one point um so it's just like i don't know it's one of those ones for me that just gets my imagination kind of going um and seems so cool and bizarre and you know some other pop culture things have messed with this a little bit um probably the biggest thing i can think of is videodrome which is very good but besides that i can't i'm not sure i can think of another like version of this that is as good as this um and it's just something something about that like film canister glowing and uh the idea that the film has a little bit of a mind of its own um just so cool to me so uh you know not fun but (laughs) well but hold on so like my my initial inclination was to you know scoff at this um because i you know i didn't really think about how i could use it but go you know they can go into the movie yeah that's true and that's great i i I enjoy that we could just (laughs) i didn't even think about that but that is great yeah yeah being able to live the movie out i mean it's Um, a scary movie to live yeah yeah but he's got Uh, more oh yeah he's got more but i bet they're just as horrible (laughs) (laughs) in fact he he says it he says something like i've got more that are far like more intense than this one or something (laughs) what's more intense than nosferatu wait wait till you see when harry met sam He just brings um, like you've got mail or something. Oh hell yes, get me into that movie, New York in the fall. <laughs> would you do what he did though? Would I? Would I do what Tom Hanks did? Yes. <laughs> would you follow? Uh, I, like I said, I learned a, I learned a lot about myself from this list, and <laughs> Joe Fox is an inherently selfish character, so maybe I'm. <laughs> Maybe we're just two Joes with selfish, <laughs> selfish intentions. I mean, um, Andrew, it could be useful. You could just fill the um, movie theater with people you don't like, um, lock the doors, and right. leave. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> but it would only um, take once for someone to realize, like, well, I guess I'll just in America at least I'll just bring my gun with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> how is your sta- how are your state laws? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty loose here. Oh, you could so get um, away with it in Europe. You just <laughs> lock the door, and people would be like, "Damn." <laughs> oh well. <laughs> what about my Fifth Amendment? Is it the fifth one? I don't know. Second. Is it the second? I'm sorry. Uh, second, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tattooed across my back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just also want to add that I love this idea of an item that like is maybe out there on its own like it feels like mm. you could find this film you know yeah. once vinks out of the picture these <laughs> yeah. films are going to be like floating around in the world yeah um anyway. absolutely well well uh yeah just the conversation that inspired great great pick 
Thanks. Uh, Vaughn, what's your number five? Okay. Um, so my number five is The Tale of the Dangerous Soup. Mm-hmm. And the object is um, the statue, or um, Vink refers to it as the talisman. So it's another Vink episode, yeah. which I feel like, yeah, there's a fair few magical objects in um, in your Vink episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So first off, th- this is probably one of the weirdest concepts and episode names in Are You Afraid of the Dark History? Um and you know so Vink's working in a restaurant he meets this guy who starts working there um and people in the restaurant just keep leaving turns out Vink is using the power of this ancient statue to scare them um so he can use the fear in the dangerous soup which is like the dish everyone wants um and the way the statue works so this is one of the main reasons I chose this one is that it knows what frightens each individual. <laughs> uh, so uh, in the room with the statue, um, you'll see whatever frightens you the most. So if you're terrified of closed spaces or snakes or whatever it is, or knives, that was quite a, a violent uh, example um, in the episode. Um, so it, it generates uh, whatever you're afraid of and it extracts it for its own gain. Um, I like that the stronger the subject um, the more powerful the elixir. It knows what scares you. Sorry, Vink. You're not going to get to me that easily. That's what I'm counting on. The stronger the subject, the more powerful the elixir. What happened here? What lies deep inside? Um... And it made my list because it's a very unique concept. Um, I don't think there's any other Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes that play with fear as a concept. Um, And I love the origin story. So Vink talks about this uh, tribe of warriors who never raised a sword um, because they had this weapon, which was far more powerful. Um, I love that it feeds on fear and has the ability um, to create illusions. Uh, And the more people believe these illusions, the more real it becomes. Um, And that the idea is you drink the fear of your enemies to gain their strength. So I love the concept. Um, It could have been darker, though. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, (laughs) at the end of the day, he's he's making soup with it like. I feel like if Fink was, um, you know, he's giving it to his uh, staff and he's saying, you know, just one taste because he doesn't really want anyone to truly benefit from the benefits of the elixir. Um, But I wish that instead of just feeding it to the masses, he just kept it for himself. Um, I think that would have been way more dark, like torturing people for the ingredient um, and then like, yeah, drinking the fear of his enemies. I think that would have been a bit more interesting. Um, do, do you consider the soup the item or the gargoyle? I think it's the gargoyle. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. Because the soup element, like unless... The soup, <laughs> sorry. The soup, the soup just... What does the soup do? Well, this it is It just the, tastes really good. I know. Right? I mean, that's why it almost made my list because like people are raving about it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing that, that gets me because I think that that's the part that kind of sucks the 
the darkness out of, of what's actually happening because if he was keeping it for himself and growing stronger and kind of feeding off people's fear but what he's doing is he's doing this to people through the statue or the gargoyle and then he's just opening a restaurant and dropping a little bit in and saying you know come taste my soup <laughs> I, I kind of i kind of love it actually for uh dr vink um just the idea that like he's going to, through all of this um to run his restaurant like to make some money i guess <laughs> it feels like yeah it I feels mean, like evil in a in a in a really like mundane way I mean, he's making money, which I guess is something. But um, yeah, I feel like that's the only thing that, that kind of... That's why it's my number five, because I think this episode is pretty underrated. I feel like people don't really talk about it. But I think if you just switch the ending so that it was, you know, for a bit more of an evil end, then it's a bit darker. But in terms of it being a magical object, it can literally make people see what they're most afraid of. Um yeah yeah so um the i mean the ending is pretty dark he like i think he just has the two of the main characters like locked up um. <laughs> yeah and he's like it still knows what scares you and it's like but we just faced our fear Vink. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> you know i mean in fairness i'm scared of more than one thing so i guess maybe the statue's like okay, well, we've, you know, Vaughn's faced a fear of snakes and maybe now it's spiders or whatever. Like, maybe he's just going through the hits, but... Yeah, it's yeah. got I think it's probably whatever is most prominent at that moment, which makes me yeah. think, um, like, what would you guys... What would what would it show for you guys? Are, are you willing mm. to admit? Um, oh. My fears are ridiculously oh. irrational. Um, well, okay, a more silly one that doesn't come up that often, but as a history graduate came up, regularly um was plague doctors <laughs> you know the outfits with the beaks and the oh, yeah. genuinely yeah. genuinely chills me to my bone to see pictures <laughs> plague doctors <laughs> <laughs> and people dress up as them for halloween like I, I just find them really frightening um and uh blood um not actually like slasher movie blood but like if people talk about like um medical terminology <laughs> or mm. um if i'm having an injection or anything like I'll, I'll just i'll pass out um so it's just become routine now because in the in the age of covid I, I sit down the lady or the the guy says you know it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt and I say that's fine but I'll be on the floor in about two minutes so I'm just gonna go sit on that chair and try not to slide off it and I always do um so uh <laughs> blood or injections or just needles I guess um yeah I have a similar issue with like if I'm listening to somebody like talk in depth about like a heart attack or something yeah um it kind of starts to freak me out. Uh, I, uh, I hate it. My mom's <laughs> always talking about it. my mom is, you know, cause she's getting to an age where like people they know are dying more frequently. <sighs> and I just hate, like she tells me like, isn't this a spicy story? I'm like, will you please tell it, stop telling me all the ways you can die. Like, cause I'm going to go home and research it and convince myself that I also yeah, yeah, have yeah. whatever this thing is. Uh, Web MD <laughs> should be illegal. <laughs> Um, my, uh, my fear though would probably be more something like suddenly I realize that 
uh, I somehow got like mixed up in some thing where I'm ending up like in uh, court and then in jail somehow. Oh, um, gotcha. Le- legal, legal. Like some sort of like mix up or like something that I didn't even know I did or something. Um, yeah. I, I've never man. worried about that, but now I will. <laughs> <laughs> it might it might have something to do with like uh, watching Shawshank Redemption from such a young uh, age. Yeah. Was like just traumatized by that idea. Yeah. <laughs> just leave your DNA everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think my I think mine's kind of in like in common with I think with what the one person sees, which is like a form of death, right? Like, mm. I'm, I, as I've mentioned several times, I'm pretty preoccupied with death, both in the way that I'm interested in it. I like going to cemeteries and things like that, but I'm also like, you know, afraid of it. And it's not unique, yeah. I'm sure, but uh, I think that would be it. Um, That's uh, it's interesting to think of like go- <laughs> if it keeps hitting you with more and more fears if you just like become fearless over time right right well you know (laughs) the guy pretty much is that's why he likes him so much yeah yeah um the oh yeah i didn't even think about like it intensifying your fears i don't even know what that would look like but um the gargoyle i think is a great choice though i want to say yeah super like unique and bizarre um i love how it's presented as like a stone gargoyle and then later it flies through the room like what <laughs> what is this thing <laughs> yeah well with two vink items right off the bat yeah that's pretty Very crazy cool. um my number five uh is the uh oh i looked it up it's kiki's story uh <laughs> And it is the Quiet Librarian's Box. <laughs> wow. Um, so, so didn't see that coming. <laughs> so when I'm when I'm by myself, it's weird. I, I I love noise when I'm by myself. Like I'm always either listen like listening to a podcast, music, have a movie on. But when I'm with people, I love quiet. Like I know I'm doing a podcast, so that's weird. But like discussion to me is exhausting and uh no one actually wants to talk about the things i'm interested in like documentaries or uh history or zodiacs at length so sometimes i was thinking it would just be nice (laughs) to send people to a quiet room uh and (laughs) you know the librarian sends them there forever but she doesn't have to so like i'm not going to use it like that it would just be for like it'd be a way for me to get some quiet um you know sometimes you just need a break plus it's not a total punishment in my opinion uh because the room i would have my room would have some dope books like we'd have (laughs) kurt vonnegut stephen king you know some like ancient literature some high-end biographies Um, what if you didn't get to choose the uh what's on offer (laughs) well you don't think you don't think she's picking Oh, she's probably yeah. Well, she's picking, yeah, but know. what about what about your <laughs> what about your tastes? My, I just said my taste: Kurt Vonnegut, <laughs> Stephen <laughs> King, <laughs> poetry. Oh, because because in this scenario, you're the quiet librarian. 
I'm using the box. I, like, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot this is how you're choosing. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like, I got the box from her. It's the item I want. Yep. Uh, so it doesn't, it doesn't, nothing, nothing changes about the practical purpose, which is it sucks sound, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I could be sitting in a room, I'd have the box on my lap, and anytime I was getting annoyed, I'd just open that puppy up. I, um, I have a question that would you be, would you like at least feed the children? Oh, that's the thing. My room, my room would be delightful. Like, <laughs> uh, it, we'd have a coffee machine in there. Like, I would want people to know that, like, you're gonna get out. It's okay. Um, but you're in here. I, I don't think I'd use it. Yeah, I would. I would just use it when I really needed it. I love the idea. I, I, and you know, I think the item is interesting. Something that like silences. Children who make noise in the library must be Yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. Um, it, well, and it has a, that red glow. Yeah, yeah that is nice. Uh, be good similar. decor. You know what I mean? Like, I could have it around the house and nobody would question it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, and am, I do, has, am I doing this right? Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you are, but I mean, I just wonder what you'd say if somebody did, did ask, you know, Joey, what is that? <laughs> I would open the box and be like... <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> I hope you like Slaughterhouse Five. Uh, it does have that uh, really cool effect too of what it's like when it sucks the noise out of the room. Yeah, I mean that alone would be fun. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's a real like good for you, not great for everybody else. Um, just silence, being silenced whenever the whim. You know, whenever it struck you, right? Would you, <laughs> would you uh, walk around with it <laughs> like she does? Well, I think I know where I'd need it. You know, I think I'd. But you'd have to like it, that's the whole point of the object. It's so dramatic to walk around with it and <laughs> just be sucking people's voices yeah. out left and right. I mean, mass public gatherings. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm bringing it with me. Yeah. It's because it's not. It's not inhibiting. Like I, you can carry it. Yeah, yeah, that would be an issue though. Like people would figure out what well, something was going on pretty quickly, and you'd sure. have this big box. Were they going to arrest me? <laughs> well, no, but it'd be like people would probably be after it. Be kind of hard to keep in your possession. That's true. But anyway, just a th- <laughs> just a th- <laughs> <laughs> if you know, just as I got it from her, if someone can get it from me, then they've earned it. Okay. okay. <laughs> There'd be whole countries like coming after that box. Yeah. You know, if I was a real like entrepreneur, I could definitely sell it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. But would you You couldn't let it fall into the wrong hands though. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that's true. Suddenly the whole world would be silent. Maybe I would just like pass it along with my friends. Like, you know, you got a year with it. <laughs> <laughs> See what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, that's my number five. Let's, okay, let's go nice. for it. Um, my number four is the dream, the typewriter from the mm-hmm. Dream Machine, also yeah. known as the Dream Machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this so much. I mean, it's kind of a somewhat predictable one. I feel like. I mean, it gives the owner the ability to type anything out into reality that they want once it's read. Apparently. Mm. Um, but, uh, so this is almost like 
equivalent of having wishes except even better because you can like you can really dictate what's gonna happen um and i feel like of all the objects uh that are in that sort of realm of like getting what you want from it this one has the most potential to like actually work um also i just love this uh, concept so cool maybe it's because i'm writing all the time or whatever but uh i just love the idea of creating the reality that you're writing um it's just such a fun idea the typewriter's a cool item also um and this one also glows i think actually i haven't watched yes well if it's coming if someone's reading it it glows yeah 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 Yeah, which is great because then you know at least that something's happening out there for sure um yeah it just uh, i I think just that ability to like really control it uh, really appeals to me and it feels like a, like the fundamental version of that thing. I just like love, and this is another one that like really just gets my mind running, you know, like what could you do with it? Right. And, uh, and, and it's like anything. Um, so I just love this one. Yeah. yeah. I, I admittedly had to go back. So there's three episodes where like, I couldn't actually remember how things went i had to rewatch this one mm. um door unlocked and magician's assistant ah, um yeah. and uh i really enjoyed this one like i feel like it's maybe been since yeah. the 90s since i've seen it and uh it was really cool and and i like that you're thinking how i'm thinking here like this you know <laughs> in this case yeah, yeah. This, this puppy can <laughs> this puppy can ride baby <laughs> yeah it's for sure um yeah, I feel like this. I feel like this episode in particular is one that uh, is maybe really underrated, or I just never hear anything about it, or it's never shows up on any lists or anything. Yeah. Um, it's so underrated. But, uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah I think I think they could have even like pushed it a little harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the actual episode, like I totally. I really love the cemetery stuff. I think they could have pushed the vampire stuff even like ratchet took it up a notch. Yeah, I mean, this is one that, like, could almost be spun off into its own series. Yeah. Just the dream machine and what do you do with it? There's, of of, of course, uh, the Twilight Zone episode, A World a, yeah, yeah. A world of His Own. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> in which he uses it to pretty much have an affair with his wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, different strokes for different folks, but uh, sure. same, same premise. <laughs> yeah. The very, that was like the only other thing I could think of that I thought. Oh, there is a, a uh, X Files episode. I think it's. Oh yes, I think it's one that I really hate. Actually, um, yes, uh, it's not a good one. Milagro or something. Yeah, and I, I'm sure there's a goosebumps. There's always a goosebumps. Yeah, equivalent. probably. <laughs> yeah, but this one just feels so good. It might, it might be the culmination of all of any version of that. Sure. Sure. Cool. Love it. I feel like it warrants an episode review. Maybe. Yeah, I would yeah, love been, to talk about that. It's been ignored, ignored for sure. Um, yeah. Well, what do you have it for? <laughs> I have The Tale of the Dream Machine, <laughs> Magic Typewriter. Oh, whoa, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I won't, I won't go on too much, but um, some of the notes I've got are that it's super underrated, so I completely agree with you. Um, no one talks about this episode. Um, I feel like the sting if you want like the 
the sinisterness kind of got taken out of it because of that weird donut loving teacher. Yeah, I do love her. <laughs> I mean, yes, I I mean, it's so campy, it's so are you afraid of the duck, but I think that's the reason why this object isn't kind of seen as you know, as um powerful as it is really. Um but yeah, she's yeah. she's eating them while she's working out, while she's <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> um uh, but it really helps it really helps uh prolong the story once she realizes she's out and has to go to the teacher's lounge. Yes, and they know they're on the right track when they're trying to find her because they find a half eaten donut in the canteen. <laughs> <laughs> so like she was here <laughs> picking up the donut. Oh god. Um so it's my number four because when you use this item properly, um and not to kill your friends, the typewriter is basically an opportunity to write your own destiny, which is super cool. Yes. Um, so I don't really understand why when Sean realized what was going on, he didn't just write nice things like straight A's and, you know, <laughs> college acceptance letters and eventually annual promotions, maybe even a substantial yeah. lottery win. Like, I have no idea why <laughs> he didn't keep it and just do nice things. Um, but yeah uh, I love the way he discovers it Um, so they're in this he's just moved into this old house Um, he falls through the rotten staircase and that's where it's hidden Um, and the way they find out that the previous owner went missing in the 30s and was found murdered so I don't know does that mean that he wrote his own death without realising it Um, yeah if so, who hid the typewriter? Maybe someone who realized what was mm. going on. Um, but in terms of the powers it has, um, I love that it started out with creating dreams, um, but then writing reality eventually. Um, and the way that it glows green, um, I thought that was really Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, it would be good to have. This is one on the Joey list, maybe. Um, because, you know, why wouldn't you want an object where you can essentially control your own destiny? Um, And it doesn't project its own evil onto the situation. So there are objects like uh, Twisted Claw or like Misfortune Cookie that um, project their own evil. They twist it. They make it bad. Whereas this is literally just writing what he wrote. (laughs) So, um, yeah. I think underrated episode, underrated um, concept. So that's my number four. For sure. Yeah, that uh, the, the way it is found is really cool. That was, that's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, uh, just the object that's, you don't know where it came from exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and there's not a lot of, you know, I didn't really like the stuff where there's like a lot of, I'll say science to it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um you know, maybe it's on someone's list, but like uh, an example would be like the ghastly grinner. I was like, mm. I can't figure out the science here. You need a microwave. <laughs> you need doesn't need to be a comic book. Like, you know what I mean? Like once once I'm on step two or three of trying to figure out how it works, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for, for me, I discounted anything that needed something else to make it work. Okay. I yeah, should maybe have said that in the beginning, but um, there are definitely <laughs> loads of magical objects that just, yeah, like, here's the magic comic book, but it needs microwaves. To make it work. <laughs> it's like a microwavable dinner, but a microwavable yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, cool. Uh, well, my number four is told by Gary. Uh, apparently. Mm. And oh, yeah. uh, we, we, we've talked about this episode. This is Pinball Wizard, and I picked the pinball oh, machine. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is the one I probably feel, I probably should have put it five. I feel the least good about this one. But, a, you know, a pinball machine that traps you in the game is, I don't know why, but it, I really love it. Um, I love it as a tool for bad guys, because if you really wanted to trap someone, a pinball machine is really hard to resist. Hey, Mr. Olson, you thought about it? Thought about what? The job. I want the job. Yeah, I'm not sure I want to hire any more kids. Come on, Mr. Olson, I'd work cheap. Besides, you could use a talented guy like me around here. To do what? Play pinball all day? It's the only talent you've shown me. Um, you know, like, if I'm going to use this for bad, sure. I, I feel like I could really put this puppy wherever I wanted and, and you know, game over. Um... <laughs> People of all ages love pinball. Plus, you know, if I'm going to use it for myself, a, spending eternity in a 90 shopping mall with like these wacky characters. Uh, after the first time, it might be scary, but then it's really just like your own world. Like you're just you got a food court. You, you, you got a princess girlfriend. Uh, and you're just chilling in the game. So I'm not even sh- I'm not. Out. I'm not even sure this object is uh, evil as much as it's a blessing. <laughs> I mean, uh. even if you have to do what Ross does, so like, even if you have to like get the tiara and, you know, you don't have to. But but imagine that you did. Like imagine that the rules are that every day you wake up, right? <laughs> You're in the game and you've got to do that before you're allowed to go to the food court, hang out, do whatever you want. You get, you get so good at it. You'd just be like, okay, I did that in half an hour this time and now I'm just enjoying the rest of my day in, in pinball land. That's true. But even on, by time three, they know you, you know them. Like, you know, get out of here, witch. Like, I'm just not doing this with you today. You, you think they'd be nicer to you after the third attempt? I don't know if they'll be nicer, but also like, what are you going to just make me restart? Okay. Like, <laughs> so you're go- you're I'm going enchan- into the game. I'm in. Ch- well, I'm saying it, I'm saying I could y- really use it to like get rid of some bad people. Although I'm not Dexter <laughs> here. So like, I'm just, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm enchanted. I like the, I, I think I like the characters in the game. I like them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's right. just some, there's something about it. This one probably fits my criteria the least, but there's something about the pinball machine that I I like. Yeah, uh, it's great. It's a great item. Uh, very bizarre and like weird to think about. Uh, yeah. If it was in real life, I don't know if I could go in there. Like you'd have to <laughs> well, have somebody on the outside. Really, I don't even, think there's not even. We're yeah, not even yeah, we're not sure, sure there's a way out. out. Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I I think this would be me making my choice that I'm done with the world. <laughs> um, to be honest, which you know, there might become a, there might be a certain age where you're just like, you know what, I'm not ready to die. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm going pinball, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm, the world's on fire, and uh, this looks better. In the past few years, I could understand if you wanted to make that decision. So, oh man, th- there would be so many pandemic pinballers. I mean, just like I'm, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and at that and at that point the mall would be so populated with yeah. people that like you'd have a community. 
Yeah, I was just going to say that, though. Like, that could be a problem. You never know who's going to end up in there with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, actually. Like, if you go into the into the pinball machine, you're not there to to find out who's going to come along and play and come in with you. But eventually you'll get that like mall's economy going, we'll open up some shops. <laughs> so like honestly you really thought this through. I can't I can't criticize. Um <laughs> All right. So pinball it's, pin- it's definitely a cool item. I'm not I'm not convinced yeah. of how useful to be in real life. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, all right, let's do number three. Yeah. Um, my number three is The Doll House from The Tale of the Doll Maker. Oh, boy. Um, I, it's just one of those items that I is so bizarre <laughs> and, like, scary to me to think about uh, getting caught in it that I had to put it on here. It's like, I've never... I don't think I've ever seen this concept in anything else i mean maybe it's been done i I can't think of anything um but this was just like one of those ones that uh is so like strange and creepy without being like overtly scary Mm. it's just like the idea of getting stuck in there and the way that it changes people is freakish um and it's just like it's got this great story behind it's like what's it doing in this house and how you know why is it connected to this house why did this doll maker do this the doll maker's totally gone um where's susan you told her when i was coming didn't you susan disappeared what do you mean disappeared no one knows what happened to her hello anybody here So it's just like the idea of getting lost in there, nobody being able to find you. Um, this obviously is not useful, uh, except for getting rid of your enemies, I guess, again. But um, it's just so creepy and weird to me. Um, I've always loved this one. And uh, I guess it's just one of those items that like from this show that I always think about um, how weird of an idea it was and like how well they pulled it off. I think it's a really good concept. It's a weird one for sure. I did consider it. Um, I think the thing that I wasn't 100% sure about is whether it was the dollhouse or the actual house or kind of like a combination of both. Just because when she goes into the attic to try and find a friend, the door is there. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it is the dollhouse turning the house into the dollhouse when people walk up into the attic is that is that it i but think did someone, basically did someone build it to do that Ooh. that's what it seems like like the, whoever the doll maker was like somehow connected this thing to the like the model to the house yeah um, okay and the inside of it is so creepy it's like oh man just one of those ones that's stuck in my mind I'll, oh for sure it's, it's it's uh yeah it's pretty memorable all right, I don't think down. I'd use it for uh, say nefarious purposes. But... <laughs> <laughs> I would. I, I, I would hope not. Just go through the door and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, honestly, again, like similarly to Joey's argument for the pinball machine, there have been times in the past two years where you're just like, screw it, I'll just, I'll be, just a be a doll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, except she seems. Listen, her skin's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but it's porcelain. But she also seems like it's like sucked out any personality or intelligence. Yeah, you know what I mean, she seems like kind of like a. I think she's like slowly for real turning into. Yeah, it. like a, sh- a shell of herself, and yeah. so I, I want to hit the food court. You know, I, mean? I, I don't. I, I don't want to be staring out the window, like not knowing who I am. Sure. No, that's fair enough. It's fair enough. All right, number three, Vaughn. Okay. Um, not trying to gank up on you, Joey, but I'm just going to say it. It's the Silver Sight from the tale of oh. the Silver Sight, part one, <laughs> two, and three. <laughs> Now, I know you're on record, and I, I haven't really let it be known, but, yeah, I am quite fond. I'm quite fond of these uh, this trilogy. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say I'm, like, the biggest fan. A lot of people love this episode. I think it's great. Um, but in terms of the magical object, um, for some it's a no-brainer. I think it's pretty cool. Let's try and convert the unconverted here. <laughs> I so badly want to read what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay you, okay, you go. no no you can no. you can um, no you go first okay first things first why is it called the silver site um i had to think about that um and i kind of thought silver site midas touch like you see what you want you get it like obviously silver's not as valuable as gold um but then i i thought it was kind of cool that bruce hit it in the carousel horse eye and maybe that could be it except everyone's calling it that, including the original members, but no one knew it was there. So <laughs> anyway, um, the Silver Sight is a charm uh, that can grant good fortune um, for whoever owns it and evil fortune if that person names you as their enemy, which is pretty cool. Um, really powerful and described um, by the little Oliver Twist kid um, that's pretty much the Silver Sight's human form as giving its owners the power to conquer. And he mentions um, people have won wars with it. Uh, so it's probably one of the darkest magical objects on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Tell us about the silver sight thing again. Well, it's a charm, probably a small thing, but it has some kind of power that can really hurt people. Oh man, I'm not liking this. Um, it's not just slipped into the story, it's key. They are literally trying to find it, trying to put the pieces together so that they can destroy it. Um, and I love that it isn't just an object, it's also, it has like a demon form. Um, in terms of how it works, it's powered by the souls that it takes, which is really dark. Um, and I love that they mentioned that it's warm, like it's alive. I think that just adds a really sinister note. Um, it looks pretty cool, but it also kind of reminds me, did you have those little chime balls in your house in the 90s? (laughs) You know, those little, um, looking back, they were probably quite appropriative, um, but I think they were like, like a Chinese uh, yeah. chime ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what they're called now. Like the things you swirl in your hand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I We didn't have any, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, we have them. I love those things. But um, yeah, it kind of resembles one of those. Um, might not be everyone's favorite episode, um, but what a cool magical object. So Silver mm. Sight is my number three. But what do you guys think? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, I am, you know, uh, I enjoyed the silver side a lot. I think the item is pretty cool. Um, and the fact that it's so powerful is a great, like, 
uh, a great item to for them to be chasing after in this particular in like a three parter. Um, it's uh, I, my only downside to it is like that there's not that much that you get to see the actual item, but uh, I think the story's cool behind it, and it's uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I like it. I like where it's hidden too like the final like finding of it that was cool um yeah yeah cool uh, i don't want i don't want I, I, she had Vaughn, you oh. had such a nice argument <laughs> no it's okay no i'm not gonna take it personally if you want to share like please share you know i just there's here's the thing about silver sight there's three episodes right three are you afraid of the dark episodes and I still don't get what the hell's going on. Like they ha- they have more time than any other story to like flesh it out. And by the end, I'm like, huh? Like, what? what? Is I j- so like I don't I don't even know how to think about the object. Like for most of the episodes, mm-hmm. they're dealing with that vinyl where they're like putting together oh, the message. Uh, and I feel like we don't we don't really maybe we learn a lot. I felt like I didn't. Um, I, you know, I, I think it, uh, I've pro- I I'm sure that I've talked about this before, but I f- still really feel like that second episode is the weak point of Silver Sight. If it was just two episodes, it feels like really strong to me. But it's but... the only part I like. We get to go meet the sewer. <laughs> it's so family. weird. But they have not. But like, who cares? You know, in terms of the overall story, it's like why? Why are we taking this d- detour? Yeah, but that's like the whole thing. It's just why you know like oh, tucker and gary can keep their family drama to themselves oh come on <laughs> no i'll tell you why i'll tell you why joey because okay. it took the power of the group <laughs> to destroy mm. it that's why <laughs> and that's a quote yeah okay I th- okay i think I, listen it's, it's a mo- it's a very powerful i think yeah if yeah. i if i get it it's a i think it's a very powerful item and that's cool yeah it might be the most powerful item in the series. No, no, no. I have a better one. Oh. <laughs> Surely this is it. Like, if you were in a battle with somebody and you had the silver sight on your side, you're going to kill them hands down. Like, no, I'm t- I am telling you, <laughs> I have a better one. Oh, boy. And you guys can argue with me when we get there. Well, that's the last of my okay. violent objects. I just want to put that out. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my number three uh, is a tale told by Sam, so no repeats yet. Um, this is from the Tale of the Long Ago Locket, and it's the locket. Oh, oh my, gosh. my I God. I almost said that as a joke when you said, <laughs> wait to see what's coming up. Oh, my God. Because you, lo- you love this one, too, Andrew? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> Are you telling me? I just thought no one would pick this. You think you think that the British army could defeat the Silver Sight? Oh no no no! This is not this is not the <laughs> thing. Okay. This is not the thing. Uh, no, I I picked the locket because I absolutely love history, and I would love to go back and watch the revolution go down. Uh, I'd love to hang out in that time period. The casualty rate in the American Revolution is super low, so you'd have to be a real dummy to be a bystander and get yourself killed in this situation. Uh, plus, uh, once you have your bearings, you could really live it up in the time period. Uh, this seems like an object that is not a death sentence. Like if 
listen, I know a lot about history. I feel like I know how to play my cards right. I'm, I'm Eric Matthews is an idiot, but <laughs> I, you know, he forces the British hands. But like, I could really use this locket to experience some stuff. And uh, yeah. I think I could really have fun with it. Um, I want to, you know, I'd love to go the to the 18th century. So um, it's again, it's a selfish pick, but it's, it's <laughs> one I think it's one I think I could handle. The only thing is you're going to need a boombox as well. <laughs> <laughs> OK, because obviously oh. once they're summoned, like that's the only way to get them to go away is to play loud music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I honestly, it's the one I've seen the least, but in my recollection, they're confused by a boombox. I don't know. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah but I I'm, just, I'm not going to put myself in that situation. Like, you know, it's like I know to say, like, God save the king, like King George mm-hmm. III forever. Like, <laughs> let's go. And then they're going to leave me alone and <laughs> I'm going to just go live it up. Wherever he's at, like Massachusetts, I think he's near Lexington. Like, that's cool. And maybe I'll um, find jo- John Adams or correct me. Okay, if I'm, uh, or uh, elucidate yeah. this for me. Okay. Uh, what did he have total control over? Whenever he went back, well, wasn't it? He had the locket, right? Yeah. And I feel like when he walked into the woods, he went back. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you may be right. I, I was thinking it was like just random, but I um. I could be wrong. But um, I don't think there was much more than the locket slash just walk into these woods and. Okay. Um, ma'am, number three though. Jeez. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, what do you want me to do here? I, uh, <laughs> would you let me ask you this? Would you like? somehow i don't know would you relay what what you were discovering back then to the modern world in um, some way i don't know it, it would depend it really would depend on how much i could go back and forth like if there's a limit yeah, you know yeah, what i mean sure. so that's the other thing and this one's tricky because i don't know how much time you actually get but um here here's a question if you found out like you had to solve uh like i can't remember exactly now the storyline of this one i haven't seen it in a while but i think he has to like essentially solve the mystery of this woman or like get her to meet up with some guy or something mm-hmm. um my question is if you discovered that there was some sort of like thing connected to it like that where you could <laughs> solve the the years old mystery but the locket would become useless at that point mm. you know, no would i wouldn't do? solve it i mean like it's not that pressing <laughs> i mean it might be who knows that they find each other maybe there's some sort it's a, of like... it's a small country back then we're talking 18th century like you're in massachusetts maybe there's like uh maybe a hundred thousand people okay <laughs> i can i can but what if it, i mean yeah yeah I can Are you saying like I would screw up the timeline? Is this a well? I'm saying effect? what if what if <laughs> saying maybe there's something connected to it in that sense, like where you're trying to like fix something that mm. happened back then. I mean, I guess I guess if it like gave me more time, I guess I would do it. What else do I have to do? Yeah, but 
uh, if it gave you it's more not time. What I'm, it's not what I'm interested in. You just want to go back in time for a holiday. Yeah, kind of. And like, there's, you know, there's a few items that kind of let you do this, but like, most of them get you stuck in a room with like some like lonely kid or something. So this one at least is a little more interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, right. it's okay to be a man, an, an American man walking around in that time period. I don't think I'd go down too well if I was holding the locket. The locket. Mm. <laughs> like, no. A Brit- I mean, there was, pl- there was plenty of women in America who would have, you would have passed. Yeah, if I'd have been putting That's on sad. an accent. <laughs> been like. No. <laughs> well, because I, I think there was such, I think there was such a mixture of accents at this time. Mm-mm. I don't know. Would you, uh, would you get dressed up in like clothes from that time before you me? went me yeah I, yeah. yeah i think i'd enjoy that <laughs> you'd enjoy it okay <laughs> i meant just to like not be conspicuous <laughs> i know what you mean but uh <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna wear my vans uh <laughs> although you know yeah i yeah I, i'll i'll go back uh and uh I'll fit in. Yeah. And I, I think you'd be fine, Vaughn. I mean, like there was, there was plenty of Tories during uh, one third, one third of Americans during the revolution supported the British. One third didn't care. So like, you know, we were really only talking about 33% that were passionate. Oh, well, there you go. I've only got a one in three chance. No, you have a, you have a two in three chance of being fine. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fine. Not that great. <laughs> Plus, like, who knows what? Maybe you meet the love of your life. Maybe oh, that would just cause too many problems. <laughs> too many. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> but I could also die of like an incurable disease, like a cold or something. That so much more likely than all the stu- other stuff we're worried about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Wow. Yep. yep. I didn't Pretty see surprising. that coming. But... Yeah, I didn't see that yeah. coming. <laughs> Hold on a real quick update because we I did ask some people on Instagram um, some of their favorite objects and we've mentioned yeah. a couple of them so far. Uh, Manny mentioned uh, the mo- uh, the movie from Midnight Madness. Nice. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Logan or Ivy Boy mentioned the sculpture from Dangerous Soup. It knows what scares you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Brett Wilson gave an honorable mention to the Dream Machine typewriter. Amazing. Uh-huh. Nice. We haven't cool. talked about his other picks, but I'll, I'll fill in what other people picked as we go. Cool. Yeah. Uh, number two, Andrew? Yeah, my number two. We've talked about it. It's the gargoyle from the Dangerous Yay. Suit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it is just so weird and interesting and uh, like has spurred my mind on since I saw that episode. Mm. Um, it's just, man, like everything about it. The fact that it's like a... F- <laughs> A stone statue that can that has some form of life in it um and then where does this where i've always wondered this like where how exactly does the extracting of the fear work like what is this vile contraption like how is that connected to the gargoyle Mm. um but i forgot about the vial (laughs) i mean it seems almost ridiculous but at the same time it just makes me think like wow that's even more mysterious it is it's just you know now that we're talking about it it is approaching kind of like the too many steps thing of um like what does the soup do why i know what you're saying yeah and i i don't disagree i just feel like in this case i don't even care It, it just like makes it more interesting to me somehow 
Um, I like the idea yeah, of harnessing a- fear, like extracting yeah. fear from somebody. I think the soup part was weird. If it was his own personal <laughs> soup that he drinks to like gain people's power, I think that would be amazing. I do love that it is that weird soup. And like, as I'm watching it, I'm imagining it like, boy, I'd like to try that soup. <laughs> And would you guys try the soup? If oh, 100%. Up yeah. For- God, yeah. <laughs> the, the way people are talking about it. Do you, yeah. find, do you find the older you get, the more it's like, damn, soup's good. Like, incredible. I, I definitely appreciate it more the yeah, older yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah I had a, I had a good batch it. last night, and it was just. <laughs> it depends on the flavor. Good, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not. But a good soup. <laughs> I'm not like a pea yeah. soup person. I, fe- I think that's a step mm. too far. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. could be a pea soup. I mean, it, that's what it, uh, it appears yeah. to be in this episode. Yeah, but, but I, 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 the the flavor is banging. I bet. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I'm imagining the flavor is like something you can't even describe. Right. right. Yeah, like seeing a new color. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I. But I just like. Lo- I really love how unique this one is. As far as these items go, in any shows this is like a particularly bizarre one in just how it works and looks and yeah it's cool love it this is a fun conversation guys i don't know if the listeners <laughs> yeah. are fun, but... <laughs> i think you need to ask them what their favorite soup is <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah favorite soup guys oh i mean you? you've got to have like this is the thing i can't just deal with just like a like a soup with nothing in it like i need like Mm. chunks of vegetable and like i need something in there hearty yeah i need something in there so i'm gonna go minestrone Mm, nice i like that i like that um i typically agree with the heartiness except that i think my favorite might be um french onion i haven't had it in a long time but yeah a good batch is you know if you got some bread yeah that cheese and yeah good I mean, I'm going with I'm going with a good Italian wedding soup. Mm, yeah, but, uh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Vaughn, number two. Oh, okay. I I really really don't think anyone is gonna have seen this coming. Um, Lost Highway Car, <laughs> no. Highway Thirteen Car. <laughs> no, but I do expect. Long ago, lock it again. I do expect. Long ago, I fully expect I fully expect the junk card to be your number one, Joey. Um, <laughs> um okay, so I know people will fight me on this, um, but I just want you to imagine that this episode with this concept and this object is as well done as Dream Girl, for example. Mm-hmm. So it is the jukebox from the tale of C seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Now I, I really feel like people might actually need an episode recap on this one because <laughs> I don't know that people are watching this one very often. But um two kids and their mom move into this amazing old house by the ocean. Um they want to turn it into a hotel. They find this jukebox, stop messing around with it, and um C seven, the song on the jukebox won't play. Um, turns out that during the war, the old resident of the house threw a welcome home party for her boyfriend, um, but he didn't come home. And then she went out to sea in a boat and was washed up on the shore, an empty canoe. Okay. <laughs> this story is so over, like, it's so overcomplicated, it's ridiculous. But in essence, it is about bringing back a spirit or a ghost by playing their song. And in this case, like 
reuniting the dead lovers through playing their song. So I chose this because I love that idea um, that music's so important to people that it's physically attached to them in some way, like part of their soul. Um, So when um, the main kid gets the record to play, the ghosts come back um, and they finally listen to their song again. Um, And then they can never get that record to play ever again. So, um, yeah, I think (laughs) the the story just didn't need to be so overcomplicated. But in essence, the magical object (laughs) is amazing. Um, Like the idea of like the connection to the dead through music is so powerful. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you think the magic object is the jukebox? Is that what we're... I do, yeah. Decide. Okay. All right. I'm what do you think it is? <laughs> no, it just occurred to me as she was saying it. I was like, "Oh, could it be the record?" You know. Ooh, well, I think yeah. they go hand in hand, right? Kind of. Okay. Sure. sure. Uh, but I think it's the jukebox. Yeah, it's got to be the jukebox. I mean, um, yeah, because when yeah. she plays another song, it doesn't necessarily bring that spirit back. But um, it's just yeah, the idea that a song has so much meaning to people when they're alive that they can almost live again when that song is played. Um, yeah. It just makes me think because in most English pubs there's old jukeboxes, and it just makes me mm. wonder about you know what are the songs that people play? Um, you know, you put on a song yeah. that you know you like it, but it's so sentimental to someone. Um, but you know, maybe someone's yeah. playing like Journey, and that's their song. You know, Don't Stop Believing <laughs> is their song. That's the song that would make them come alive. <laughs> Um, you're like, oh, this goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was thinking, like, that I wanted to ask, like, if your soul lived in a song, where would it live? Oh, boy. It's hard. <sighs> oh, no. I, I, well, there's two songs for me. So it's a double-sided record. Um, <laughs> it would either be Kite by Nick Hayward. I feel like my, I feel like my soul's attached to that song. And then also... Um, um, I don't believe you by the magnetic fields. Those are like the two songs that, uh, like, if they're I could put on at any moment and be like, okay, my, I'm cured. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, with oh, the song, you got to think like I don't want to be coming back all the time, so it can't right. be popular. So I, I think you've chosen. I think, yes, uh, yes, those yeah, are two safe idea. picks. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely safe. Um, what about you, Vaughn, while Andrew's thinking? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I'd have to pick an obscure one. Um, maybe, like, I don't know. If I if I pick, like, a David Bowie song, but from, like, his 80s albums, like, Never Let Me Down, maybe people wouldn't play it because people are snobs. <laughs> but I think the, the, the songs are still great. Um, but, like, it depends if it's, like, the song that makes you happy or if it's, like, a song that represents a place in time where you like left part of yourself. Like knowing my look, I'd be like, I used to work in a fifties diner and it, I just, every time I hear run around Sue, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I am back in that diner, wiping down tables, scooping ice cream and like explaining to someone what a calzone is. Like I, (laughs) I don't even know. I probably butchered that. I'm sorry, but um, no, no, that's great. But go on, Andrew, what, um, what would your song be? This is so impossible for me. I feel like I don't have, I'm not sure I have any songs that like I've been, 
that have been like that strong with me consistently for so long. Um, maybe, gosh, maybe like someday strokes. Mm. Yeah, that's a good song to come something back like to. that. I was immediately thinking um, strokes for you. Yeah, hmm. that feels kind of appropriate. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's <laughs> sufficient for me, I guess. Wait, so, so are you going run around Sue? No, I can't do that. I'm just going to. So you're, oh. <laughs> you're going Bowie? I'm going to go with Modern Love, even though I'd end up coming back so often. Oh, so much. So often. <laughs> I'd be like, here I am again. Like, you know what you you know what you should do? <laughs> do Bowie, but do Power of the Babe. So every time you come, um... came back, they were watching Labyrinth. <laughs> and just scare like children. At least if I <laughs> if I came back to Modern Love, I'd just show up at like weddings and student yes. union nights yes. Yes. <laughs> whereas if i came back like during like i don't know a song from the labyrinth i'd just be like terrifying for children <laughs> <laughs> well they, maybe they wouldn't notice you because they were watching the movie and then you could also watch the movie yeah i mean it's such it's a great movie <laughs> um I, I love it i you know like i really kind of skipped over this as a thought but uh i like the way you explained it um yeah yeah yeah, agreed. Uh, and I like the idea of um, the jukebox as yeah, the magical yeah, yeah. item. It's it's great. Oh, oh, um, sure. I uh, yeah, it's weird. Like I didn't think that much about it before this, but there's not that many episodes that deal with a uh, musical magical item. Yeah, like fewer than I would think. You you'd think like you could almost you know take any instrument and do that with it, but. Um, and there's, I'm not even sure there's uh, a flute, I guess, in, uh, in, what's it called? Badge. In badge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about badge again? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, and, and dark music as well. Um, and I oh, yeah, feel music. like that's pretty much oh. it, but, um, oh, no, no, there is a last dance, but it's not a magical, it's not a magic <laughs> violin. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You know. We don't know. I guess. <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's a that's a good pick, though. And like yeah. your yeah, your you really sold it. Uh, I, yeah. I just wish they'd done it. Like just take it, stripped it back, and it's just the guy trying to fix the jukebox, trying to make the song play. There's like loads of chaotic parts of this episode where like his little sister's rowing out to sea. Yeah, and it's yeah. so weird, and so it's kind of unnecessary. Like. Um, so yeah, the jukebox. And nice. I do think maybe they were trying a bit hard because apparently one of the producers had a crush on the girl who plays the girl who comes out of the, mm. you know, the ghost girl. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Was this like a legal? Pr- oh like yeah, she... yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's like, yeah, totally of age, but, um, I can't remember what I was tuned into. I, I, I like to stay up to 1am to listen to like DJ Mikhail talk to various people about things. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was um, when there were loads of people from Are You Afraid of the Dark, even like costume designers and people like that. And uh, they were like, we need to use this girl in an episode. Like she's, she would do amazing in an episode. And they put her in C7. And I think whoever wrote it was obviously like, oh, the girl's in this one. We've got to, we've got to make this one crazy good. Uh-huh. and instead it just it just went a little bit crazy <laughs> um, but it, yeah rewatch it and 
and have a think. But yeah, it's it's a bit convoluted, but the object, I, I wish they'd done it as much justice as it deserved. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Cool. Um, my number two uh, is an interesting one because it's it's a Kiki story, but it, Gary reads it. Um, so it's a little bit of a hybrid. You both have mentioned it, so it's the only item. <laughs> that is, I was like, this sounds familiar. <laughs> this is the only item on all three of our lists. That's the Dream Machine typewriter. Amazing. Nice. Um, <laughs> you know, as you guys said, whatever you type is what's dreamed. And if the story is read out loud it, it, it in the presence of those involved, it becomes a reality. And this is a no-brainer. I mean, <laughs> you know, under my under my criteria, you can sure. control yeah. dreams and or make dream a reality. If you're not a psycho like Sean, uh, this this thing is a game changer. Uh, obviously, obviously, he's interested in writing about scary things, but um, you could pretty much live your wildest dreams. Um, yeah, you could you could like help your friends out. You could, I don't know, you could just have a bunch of fun with this thing. And um, I you, I was thinking about uh, bookish babysitter a little bit and uh, th- i think these things have a little bit in common because it's almost like bringing something to life except in this one i don't think it feels as reliant on the person using it like i was yeah. not sure with bookish babysitter whether it's really belinda or the book um but i think in this case anyone who's using the typewriter like you can really just do your thing without i think without you I think the big thing here is you need a second, right? Like you need a second person to make sure things don't go uh, off the rails, right? Like you need someone to be able to type like, and that didn't happen. (laughs) Or just type nice things. Just type nice nice things. Oh, for sure. For sure. And that's, I mean, like you said, uh, guys, that like this one has, I think, the least possibility of really backfiring because it's just like whatever you write is what it is. Um, so if you keep it positive, if you keep it calm, I think the reason I think you need the second is so that you can get brought out of whatever reality you're being put into. You know what I mean? And I guess unless you write it into the story of like, and then I came back. Um, but, um, I love, I love the dream machine, cool typewriter, love the glowing, uh, I I don't know what you call that, like an add on, um, (laughs) Very yeah cool. it's uh of course love it um the only like i just thought of a potential problem with it partial sort of downside is um it could be like a embarrassment of riches situation where you like have just like tried everything with the dream machine and you're just like what do i do how do you decide i think what you're gonna do when you have unlimited options oh, like, i think you'd get addicted i think you'd pretty much be living <laughs> non-stop in a dream world. <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like what what do i need this world for <laughs> yeah um yeah like yeah. you wouldn't be satisfied with anything that happened just in reality because you'd be like oh i could have written that better like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I know. What if you're How writing? How could I have made this more perfect if I had just written? I wonder. It? I wonder, I wonder yeah, if grammar really matters. Like you put a comma in the wrong place, and it's just like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe okay. you could just say to yourself, yeah. "I'm only going to get out the typewriter when stuff goes really wrong." Like, if something really bad happens, you could just go on the magic typewriter and be like, yeah. "And that didn't happen in the end." Like. 
Oh man, yeah. that's that's even like more dangerous suddenly yeah. to me. <laughs> like you're fixing everything to the point where like yeah. just yeah. you you're just like managing every instant of your life. Yeah, you don't have like um, any opportunity for growth through like difficult situations. Yeah maybe then somebody like burns all your manuscripts one day and, <laughs> and you're it's like, chaos <laughs> yeah you're like oh so this is how it feels to be like a trump or you know like <laughs> <laughs> nothing bad happens to me so i don't well actually that's not true uh, recently um but anyway um yeah you have no opportunity to like grow from situations i guess it's the only yeah, downside just but be so tempting i'd still kind of <laughs> like to live in a world where i could write my destiny you know for sure. Mm-hmm. And I have to say the girl in this episode is so understanding him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> writing dreams about her. Like she's very uh, Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty yeah, laid yeah. back. I I'd be like, um, so you knew that it did this. You had a hunch. So you <laughs> used me as a test subject again when you knew yeah. there was a chance where you could bite me because you're a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'd she be, really dives into this. I'd be more annoyed if I was his friend. Because, like, getting buried alive, I think, is worse than being bitten by a vampire. <laughs> Love it. Uh, well, uh, so good that it made all three of our lists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Solid. All right, number one, Andrew. Yeah, I don't know what you guys still think of this, but my number one is the Super Specs. Ooh. Um, okay. I... <laughs> I love so much about this. Like, I I think that the part of the reason why I love it is like at first it seems almost like a nothing one or like a throwaway too easy one. But I think that's like kind of the secret of what makes it so good. Um, If if you're not familiar with super specs, they give you the power to like see um, another reality like happening on top at the same time as ours, like a parallel reality, basically. Um, But I think what makes this object maybe like the most the one that i most relate to are you afraid of the dark when i think about it is that um it's such a great kid imagination object in that like i i guess when i was a kid i was sort of into uh novelty stuff for a while like those catalogs that have like all the the uh practical jokes and stuff in them and this tapped into that i guess for me where it just feels like god i i always wanted just like an a regular object like that to have some something going on outside of it um and the the thing that it does that it lets you see this other world is frightening and not a fun one but um but i love that too for the story and the episode um it's just like uh, something about that everydayness of it uh really connects with me um it just yeah I don't, it just feels very special to me in that whenever way. i put these specs on I s- I, I love the episode. Like, I think Super Specs is another. I mean, it's in the first season, but you don't really hear a lot of people talking about it. Um, yeah. 
I'd be terrified if this was an object that I owned. <laughs> I would never put them on, but it is so cool. Like the idea of being able to see into a parallel universe. Um, but I'd constantly be like checking where people were. <laughs> like, yeah, that would be yeah, like, a problem. Can I go? Can I go to sleep? Can I go into my bedroom? Oh no, somebody's in there. I'll just uh, I'll wait. I'll wait. Like, <laughs> I think it's cool the way that they. I mean, it's so simple. They just put them in like all black suits yeah. and um, had them doing like everyday things. Like it's <laughs> it's so strange when you see them just playing like basketball. Yeah. But the idea of like being able to see another, yeah, into another dimension is is crazy. But I think the only reason I didn't choose it is because I wasn't sure if it was the super specs or the dust or both. <laughs> but yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good call. Um, but I mean, I mean, I guess I guess I interpret it as the dust having given the super spec the yeah. power. But uh, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, that's how you it's definitely not see. So yeah, um, yeah. but it's such a cool <laughs> like, and I love that they make like a reappearance. Um, the super specs, I think, in uh, uh, the carved stone, maybe. Um, it's just a cool like Sado piece of memorabilia isn't it yeah but yeah yeah this was uh this was our most popular pick among listeners um t-bear t-bear dart picked it uh bob picked it um shay is awesome picked it justin picked it brett wilson picked it oh Um, so the super specs was easily our most uh, (laughs) that's crazy I'm surprised. It surprises me, except that it it does feel like so connected. The image of it feels so oh, it's connected. A, it's to a show. visceral image. I mean, it's like, you know, I would love to to wear these, um, but I, you know, for my selfish reasons, I don't think they do enough for me. To... <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> You'd just be paranoid constantly. Yeah, which I already am. So <laughs> these um, would not help. And I don't know if you guys have ever used those, like fake uh see-through glasses Mm -hmm. Um, but it does yeah yeah Yeah. it does have like a similar effect like they weirdly created almost a similar effect in this episode where it just adds like this weird um this weird like i don't even know how to describe it like a second layer to Mm -hmm. stuff um so that just uh, it just added to the like realness of it to me right on I feel like this episode was always um, on like TV adverts, at least in the UK. Yeah. The bit where she has the yogurt and her voice goes funny. Like that was always like like a, um, an advert breakup between um, between shows. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's such a nostalgic episode and I love it so much. Great one. Uh, number one, Bob? Okay. Um, Mine is the tale of the dream girl, and it's the school ring. Wow. Yeah. So um, maybe it's a similar concept to my number one because it's about like connection um, through music and, and also just through this object. Um, and I mean, maybe I've chosen this because it's done so well. So that is kind of down to the episode and the way that it's crafted. Um, mm. And it's another sentimental one. Um, but I think it's a cool concept uh, that through the object, people can be reunited. Um, so um, let me think. So I love that it's the thing that brings them back together, 
but it's actually the thing that they both died for because when the car stalls on the tracks, Donna runs back to get the ring and that's why they, they're both killed. Um, and when uh, Johnny tells her to leave him alone, um, because he doesn't really realize what's going on, the ring falls off his finger. So I just love the way that it's used as like a physical connection piece between them. Um, and when they are reunited in the graveyard, Johnny gives his sister the ring, so suggesting that they're going to stay together forever. Eric was always going to miss Johnny, but it made her feel better to know that he was happy at last with the girl of his dreams. So, yeah, maybe it's because this episode is just great. <laughs> it's so great. It's so well done. It's so, so yeah. lovely. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I also think the ring looks cool. Like, it's... It's something that you just don't do in the UK. I don't know if I don't know if school rings are like old fashioned or whether they're still done, but like I just love the idea that it that their connection, their love is like captured in this piece of jewelry and that it brings them back together in the end. So, there's my soppy little ender. It's the school ring from the dream girl. Yeah. Nice. I I did not see that one coming. Um but I like it. Uh, I also just want to say, add to what you said about the ring. Um, I like that they used a school ring because it's so distinctive, but like looks good at the same time. Like a lot of times in these shows, it feels like whenever they pick out a piece of jewelry, often it looks like a piece of plastic or something. <laughs> yeah. But this was like really, it just really visually looks good. Um, also, there's like, I don't know why. I, this has stuck with me, but I think there's like a little piece of string around it mm. or something. There's something weird like that. Um, that just always stuck in my mind. Um, yeah, it, it's very cool. I'm going to have to relook at that, but yeah, I, uh, Oh, and when, sorry. To... No, no, no. Like I was just going to say, it's just, when you think of this episode, there's so much going on with like him being a ghost and not realizing that almost it takes your attraction away from the ring. And then you remember yeah. that without that, without him finding it and getting it stuck on his hand, it wouldn't actually be happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also just wanted to add uh, part of like the visual. One thing that I remember is him putting that grease on his finger yeah. to try to get the ring off and won't come off. <laughs> no. It's just like, yeah. just a real nice visual episode. Yeah, really yeah. is. Really is. Um, yeah, that's a nice pick. I, I that was another one that I think maybe I just skimmed over, but I love I like that one. Yeah. Maybe it's a euphemism for marriage. I don't know. Like <laughs> once you have a ring, mm. you can't physically escape <laughs> each other. But oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was I was thinking if they made the episode now, like what would be would it be a ring anymore? Like you said, they don't really mm. make like class rings. Yeah. Like I... it would be like someone's cell phone or. Yeah, what? <laughs> That'd be not quite as interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. That's another one for the for the audience. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Like. Well, cool. Um, my number one, which uh would be the thing that like makes everyone else's items, including my own, irrelevant, uh, is a <laughs> is a tale told by Tucker. Uh, and this is from the episode called Tale of Oblivion. Oh. The charcoal slash eraser. Yes. Uh, 
So in this episode, for those who are uh, not familiar, uh, when you write when you write something with the charcoal, you write whatever you want. If you use the eraser, uh, then that sends that thing into oblivion. Essentially, it doesn't exist anymore. And I want this so bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is this is the thing. Uh, you can erase everything in the world that sucks. You know, like COVID by cancer, <laughs> see uh, neo-Nazis, adios, you know, like uh, this, you put this in the hands of someone who's not busy sending their dog or their sister into oblivion, and you could actually change the earth. Uh, and I think this item effectively cancels out every object in the Are You Afraid of the Dark canon. Uh, there's nothing that can top it. It is the best. <laughs> I, I thought about it. I honestly, I did think about it. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel you're, you're yeah. too afraid of its power. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I guess I just thought, well, I can only have one from season six and seven. I don't know why I put that rule on myself, but I did. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, yeah. in the age of Marie Kondo, people are doing this all the time, Joey. By the way, <laughs> I erased it. You what? That Sardo guy was right. This thing is special. Whatever I draw, I can erase. I mean, really erase. Observe. Shelly's underpants. Could you be a little bit more juvenile? Um, yeah, I like this. It was, I considered it. Um, I think... I ultimately decided against it, maybe because of its like destructive angle. Maybe um, it just seemed harder for me to dream up what to do with it versus the dream oh my machine. Gosh. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, like in a world where you have the tools of oblivion, do you donate anything to charity? Well, how do you mean? Like, you know, oh, I don't want these old jeans anymore. I guess I'll just send them to oblivion. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's, 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 Ooh, that's 13 year old. Are you afraid of the dark stuff? I mean, <laughs> you know, like it's clearly been being used by children when they go into oblivion. You see all the stuff that's just sitting there. <laughs> um, no, my, I mean, mine would be, it would be truly, there'd be world peace. <laughs> um i mean since you mentioned that uh i it did make me think like oh you could get rid of all the trash that would be pretty great like, yeah you get trash? Rid of all garbage and sure we just agree food. upon a day like sunday's trash will disappear <laughs> but it's just like a, it's like a spiritual otherworldly landfill guys like it is still a place where crap is kept like that's is true. It, but is it our? Is it our? It's not like physically affecting our world. Mm, that's true. Ask Chrono. Ask Chronos so. how he yeah. feels about it. Chronos yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Conqueror just sitting there. Chronos, like... Chronos got what he deserved. I mean, <laughs> like true. you know, I, I this... just think of just think of all the atrocities we wouldn't have to endure. Yeah. You know. If the yeah, if you, assuming you had it, and you were making the right decisions this is like another one where yeah if i would you'd like people could you can't me. let somebody yeah, yeah. you can't let it get in the wrong hands <laughs> <laughs> like yeah there, I, I feel like there'd end up being a campaign for it almost you know like but it would end up being like 
I don't know. Like, I mean, how would you even... like Elon Musk is going to end up with it? Yeah. <laughs> how would you even do this? Like, let's say you got rid of all the trash and everyone was suddenly like, what happened to all the garbage? Why would um, they care? I mean, I, I think people would be wondering. Yeah, and it'd make them accumulate more because they'd be like, it just magically disappears. And then you'd spend your life, Joey, just like oh, dedicated to erasing people's crap. <laughs> no, once once, once on Sunday, world's, world's, Every Sunday. world's trash, <laughs> litter in the ocean, erase. Okay, you know. okay. So it's like a Sunday task yeah. for you. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 things could pop up. Uh, but yeah, I, I probably just make a little list, and it's a lot of responsibility for you, you know. Yeah, the the pandemic yeah, would have the pandemic would have ended in March of twenty twenty. I'll tell you that. Like, <laughs> after we'd had two weeks off, you know, like let's let's sort this out. Yeah, a lot of people would be I, missing family members right now. Like you know, like vaccine deniers gone. Yes, jeez. Uh, but I. <laughs> Let's just. This is this is the danger. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm being pretty I'm, soon. I'm, it's I'm, like no, people I, with blue shirts. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm being. Right I'm being funny. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. You know. I'm just I, having a laugh. People. People who like silver sight. Gone. Oh. <laughs> well, you'd have to get a new co-host then, because I know that Andrew's on my side about this. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. But what um, I, yeah, wow. it's, it's another like you don't learn from your mistakes thing though because obviously covid horrible um but the medicine that has been created i'm I, i'm not 100 percent sure on this but i'm quite sure that other vaccines have um they've excelled with other vaccines for other diseases because of what they've learned from covid mm, so yeah. that's an example of how if you get rid of the thing like obviously by no means do i think that the amount of people that have died from COVID outweigh, you know, people excelling no, with modern I, technology yeah. and medicine. But yeah, you do pose that question of if you don't, if you take away like the antagonist, people that's don't true. grow from the situation. Yeah, that's and a good and point. Joey, so maybe I would give everything like three months. Yeah, you but know I mean? you know, what about the people that work in the recycling plant? Like you'd be putting them out of business. Yeah. I'm not getting rid not of recycling. <laughs> well, no. Oh, so it's non—it's well, non-recyclable this is, this materials. Is, this is why you guys would be my advisory board. <laughs> <laughs> so it's only non-recyclable materials, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't—I wouldn't make any decision before talking to Andrew and Vaughn. <laughs> this, yeah, that's. She brings up a really good point, though. It's like the amount that you don't know how what's going to affect what like yeah. what if we were tomorrow going to figure out how to what to do with the garbage but no, you i think it's solved the problem and it's worth taking the chance i think <laughs> maybe yeah one day that charcoal and eraser is presumably going to run yeah. out and then where will we be I wouldn't worry about that. how hard how hard do you think i'm erasing <laughs> <laughs> well i mean still eventually <laughs> i did think about that how it's not like infinite tools really because or you wonder how big it started off like how long was yeah. that piece of charcoal? Like it's yeah. been around since like I don't know what what period they were setting it in, but they were like ancient monks. <laughs> yeah, the beginning of time. Yeah. it's got to be think. pretty resilient. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, maybe it doesn't go away. It's just infinite. That's true. We don't. Yeah, it is magic. We don't know for sure. Yeah. Very All right. Good one, Very though. true. Yeah. All right. R.I.P. Yeah. Kronos. Uh, you guys want to do close calls? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
my close call. I really wanted to put this on the list because it's so bizarre, but it's the door unlocked. The, oh, the doors no. for the door unlocked. Oh, no. <laughs> it is so weird and interesting to me that even though I'm not sure it was like my favorite execution, um, it's I just love it. It's so strange. It's like, where did they come up with this door? These miniature doors and how they work is so like convoluted. <laughs> another great. another uh, great piece of decor. But <sighs> decor. Yeah, it's not real useful. It's just great. <laughs> no, no. Well, uh, it's so useful. What out? It's useful, but it's bad useful. Like I would spend the rest of my life like cowering in a corner if I could see what the rest of my life it's the ability to predict the future but for other people right sure but the uh, people that you care well, about yeah I almost like read it as it's it's like giving you a heads up for things you need to know about hmm. um okay but also also it's not necessarily like my being able to use it but just like how it is used in the show and how weird of an idea it is and uh you know, I've never seen, I've definitely never seen anything else with a miniature door that works like this. Love the door. <laughs> I love the door too. <laughs> I, I think I was really misunderstanding of like, this door just shows him this one person. I think because yeah. he's like obsessed I, with her that he, it, yeah. it shows yeah, I think him it's, but, um Another, another very patient female character. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> When he's like doesn't want it to have a birthday cake. Yeah. Because yeah. of or the like fire. splashes water on her. And <laughs> yeah. like, take off your jacket. <laughs> my door. I saw you through my little door. Yeah. <laughs> the words that every um. young girl wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It is yeah, an episode that yeah, I have a lot of affection for that episode. It's a sado, you know. But um yeah, yeah the, the little door. I think there are, there are three, right? Yeah. I mean, that makes it even better. I love that even more. Like, how it builds up throughout the episodes. Like, if, just the way that it advances. There's one door, then two. That's already bizarre. I'm but then the third one, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I'm here for two. It's like in and out door, right? So, like, I'm in yeah. the door, and Sado can get you out, right? But, like, what's, yeah. what's number three? Oh, that's... That's the beauty of it. What is store number three? What could it possibly be? Here's also the thing, though. I don't want any object that really depends on Sardo. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Though he came through here. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. It is. It's a cool object. It's a cool object. It's a good close call, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I had loads on my list, but um, Super Specs definitely made my close call list. Um, and that was tied with Ghastly Grinner because I love these episodes. Um, <laughs> they're obviously great episodes, regardless of the magical objects. But um, they were on my close call list because they needed another thing to execute their magic. So they needed the dust or they needed yeah. the microwaves. Um, but I love that both are based on the idea of interacting with alternate universes um, through the object. Um, and Twisted Claw would be on my list had it not been for the fact that we covered it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I in terms of the aesthetic of the of it and the um, yeah. the way that it kind of rules the episode, I think it's 
pretty perfect, but um, I've waxed lyrical about Twisted Claw in an episode <laughs> review. So. <laughs> um love it yeah i the uh, the twisted claw was also picked by linden mm-hmm. um brett wilson yeah. shouted it out i'm trying to see what else people picked oh uh sweatshirt dabo picked zebo's nose oh yeah that. yeah <laughs> i wouldn't want that uh <laughs> let's see we have uh brooks picked uh jake the snake's hockey stick <laughs> <laughs> I am um, genuinely surprised that was not on either of your lists. <laughs> Andrew, did you consider it? Um, no. Yeah, it's it's a tricky not, uh, it's a tricky one because like love the episode, right? But yeah, uh, I don't have a fetish which makes me want to turn people into snakes. So it's, it's true. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> in terms of like, in terms of utility, it's like yeah, you'll be an amazing hockey player, but at the expense of having terrible skin, like. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like high school, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, my definitive close call, and you guys brought it up, um, mm. is the misfortune cookie. Oh, um, you know. So correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but the cookie makes your life incredible, and the people <laughs> around you miserable, right? Well, well... <laughs> uh, in his case. At least. Okay. Well, like, sorry about your luck, but. (laughs) Are you serious? I'm going to get everything I wanted. (laughs) At the expense Uh, of your mom and dad and your sister. Absolutely. You have to forget about your virtues here, your ethics. Um, But this is a a dope item. I mean, like. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like, I think it's latching on to whatever your problematic like behavior is but is my interpretation it, well in this case this kid becomes a famous artist he's got limos he's got fans that i mean that's not going to be my but it's I, I think thing but yeah, yeah. but but it's it illuminating does... like the areas of his life that he's neglected mm-hmm. i guess it's... well i think that's what it does basically <laughs> I guess it could be useful. <laughs> the question is, could you be happy if everyone that you loved was deeply unhappy? Do you want? Yeah, the, if it, do you want if the it's answer? Deep... <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, no, I couldn't. But, um, but I do like. It's just it's one of those tricky ones. It, it, it like borders on twisted claw territory of like, uh, this could kind of go right even if it goes wrong for other people. Like I could win the race against Bostic, but Bostic's going to have to lose a leg. I mean, but you don't love Bostic. You don't care for Bostic. I know. I know. I know. Um, It's just things go so good for him. And he's, he's a good kid. He cares that his sister's like a drug addict. And uh, so he does the right thing. But um, I, again, it's like kind of like one of those, like, uh, pinball slash um dream machine where it's like i just need to tap out of this world uh and <laughs> i de- <laughs> i definitely like it like in terms of the show um again an episode that maybe doesn't take full advantage of it but uh, yeah. i think it's a good item and, and you looks get to, cool you get to have a kung fu fight against yourself <laughs> or a, a ninja fight See, you know what? There, there's a problem here, though, for me, because if I was given these fortune cookies, there's no way I would open them. No, I mean, so you never even I just know could not do. do it. No, yeah, 
I'd, they'd be gold, and I'd be like, I can't destroy these precious fortune here's, cookies. Here's absolutely what happened. There'd be like a night where I was just like uncurably hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and like the cupboards are cupboards are bare and i'm just like i i got to <laughs> you know that you know that gold is inedible <laughs> yeah they're golden fortune oh that you can't chew them oh you probably could eat it but uh you probably wouldn't want to but um but i know what you're saying like i think i'm with you Andrew. like i would keep them and never know that they were magic <laughs> but i guess that's why the guy needs to fall over and crack one that almost, I almost would have liked that as the lesson of the episode better. Like, you can't just hang on to everything in, mm. you know, perfect like that. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to crack them open. All right. Uh, Ferguson's? Ferguson's. Yep. Um, <laughs> Mine, I feel like, is the quintessential Ferguson. It's Jake the Snake's hockey stick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love it because it's so ridiculous. Um, but, you know, what, again, like, um, turning into either a snake creature or a snake, I guess, depending on, like, I'm not sure what exactly. Um, and I, I, you know, it's, a, it's an, it kind of an easy item to pick like a sports related item but mm-hmm. uh, i appreciate that somebody likes that um but uh yeah it, it just strikes me as like simultaneously like awesome because it's so ridiculous <laughs> but, uh it just feels like a ferguson like a, re- a true ferguson yeah i guess you just don't want to go pro andrew yeah, you know. I mean, I do, but I'm not sure if I'm willing to make the trade. Right. Just go pro yeah. and go to a dermatologist. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's 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 a good Ferguson. It's like, yeah, it's kind of perfect. Um, Vaughn, did you have a Ferguson? Uh, yeah. Um, I have one, and I have another one, if, if it is. Um, so we have the wand from the magician's assistant. Because mm-hmm. I find it implausible yeah. that a magic wand could look identical to a weird little tree. <laughs> I just, I, I just find that so ridiculous. And yeah, it's definitely one of my least favorite episodes to watch through. Because um, all that he kind of learns is like, don't touch my wand. Um, <laughs> that's kind of it. Um, and then in The Hunted, is there like a necklace? And that's the thing that makes her turn into a wolf so she can learn a lesson is that oh boy because mm. honestly I, I really it's not the episode for me so i've literally seen it about twice yeah. um <laughs> but i feel like I think that's you're a correct thing, right so if so that as well because the girl in the episode didn't need to learn the lesson so <laughs> so yeah <laughs> they're my yeah. they're my focusing um yeah yeah I be- those are solid Ferguson's. yeah for sure um I, I wish I can't remember the hunt. I mean, I remember what the hunt is about. I just can't remember the objects. I think there was a necklace in it. I mean, that okay. does sound familiar. I know we talked about this one, but yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, I feel real bad about my Ferguson now. I don't want Andrew. I don't want you to take offense. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just gonna read what I have here. Sure. Uh, this is the doll maker attic. Oh, unbelievable. My god. 
And I said, I do take offense. I said, I said, you have to be a real sicko to want this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like child predator put you on a neighborhood watch list. Sicko. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, this is, this you're is assuming I'm going to use it. It's sadistic. No matter what, like it's, it's, it, it's insane. Uh, yeah. I door in an attic that lures children and makes them into dolls. This, I mean, like yeah. it is, Listen, great episode. Love the episode. Uh, it is. I think it's one of the most evil things the show has. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. maybe maybe the dark music closet's worse because it like literally <laughs> eats children. But like, uh, this is pretty bad. Yeah, haunting. Love Agreed. the episode. Agreed. That's part of why I like it so much. <laughs> no, it's so freakish. Your your explanation was like you're right. Like it's it, it's what makes the episode so memorable. But you know, again, I'm viewing the list differently here. Yeah, yeah. and I want this. I don't want any responsibility. For that. <laughs> <laughs> so you were doing it different. It's fine. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Ha- I can't have this associated. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) only joey it's only problematic because you said that all of yours you would want because you would use them so like that is the reason it can't be on your list because that would be creepy right (laughs) that is all exactly exactly (laughs) i can't want that (laughs) don't worry don't worry no (laughs) you don't need it if if only if i were to just use it for myself of again like tapping out but you know (laughs) i'll be in the attic uh, <laughs> I, but I would like concrete the door so nobody got in or something. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Is there is there any other floating episodes out there? Like you really just want to? Because there's a ton more items. There's so um, many yeah. items. Do you want to see if we um, have like the same items? Oh, if we have all the same, like so. If we've accounted for them all. Sure. So I had carved stone as one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just want to stop you right there sure. and say, I know you don't really care for this one, but oh. I love the carved stone. I was considering it. Oh, um, as an object? Yep. Why? <laughs> it looks cool. It's a weird, <laughs> like, unusual uh, power thing, you yeah. know? And you can time um, travel. I just love it. Yeah, it's very uh, cool. Yeah, but, like, you're time traveling to this early 20th century lonely kid oh <laughs> you, you wouldn't no. want to time travel there but you want to time travel to the revolution because no, you're essentially just going to an attic like oh. you could be in any time but you period. could go anywhere you want i'm not sure about that but i well she's she's not confined to the attic. stuck i no. feel like you interpret it like she's lonely he's lonely right. Sure. And she's in his old house. So she holds a stone and she's like, oh, I wish you were still he- here, um, whatever his name is. And then and then she time travels and they're friends. Um, and if you have the carved stone and you're not that lonely girl and you're not in the old house and you don't say those things, you're somewhere else. Surely, right? But but you also have this creepy old McFarlane constantly trying to steal it. Yeah, the, I, that guy is so... He is haunting like i would yeah. say he's one of the most yeah. menacing like villains yeah. in are you afraid of the dog a hundred percent yeah not good yeah he's don't, great don't want to have yeah. to deal with it no but you get traveling around in the mirrors just cool sure it's a cool but object. again come on you have to deal with sardo a lot 
this case. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> and he is not helpful. Like, he is not no. helpful at all. <laughs> no, quick pass. <laughs> uh, I also had train magic. Yep. Um, not, not very tempting. Uh, no. I, I mean, I've never had that big of a connection to it, but... Yeah. Uh, dark potion? A dark dragon potion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Uh, Twisted Claw, right? Not worth the chances. Uh, yeah, but it's cool. Looks cool. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, Sorcerer Snake Cane? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny about this? Sorry to stop us again, but, um... It looks so much like this uh, Disney. Um, yeah. yeah. What's his name? It, it Jafar. Jafar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I had a toy staff that I'm. <laughs> I'm fairly sure they took that and like modified it a little bit <laughs> and used that. God. It looks so goofy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't look. It doesn't look great. It's a friendly looking snake. <laughs> also, I'm not doing Goss dirty work, so like, no. sure, sure. <laughs> it's of absolutely no use to you. At all. Cutter's treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, those could be useful. Yeah. Silent servant. <laughs> I love it. I, I was thinking of no this one. No way. I was considering it. <laughs> this is murderous stuff. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be murdering people, but... and it would go. You know, it wouldn't work out for you. Like it would. Probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it Most is likely. it the object or is it like the little spell like <laughs> Calabactus Alamnus or whatever? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, it's a mix. I, I think I like that you remember the spell, <laughs> but uh, I um, I I feel like it's like the ob that thing that he holds plus the scarecrow mm. itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing your bidding. Uh, virtual. Do you count the virtual pets device? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, have you got? Uh, it I, seems like it's more uh, the aliens thing. It does. Like, there, is there a device? I can't. Like, I couldn't even. So there's remember a chip that. in people's necks, but it doesn't seem like you could control that. Really, is it that they give them the virtual pets and then they like? I don't know. Like control them. <laughs> like they they take their soul or something, and then they go into the. It was such a bizarre episode that I just I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's very confusing, and not in the good way, I don't feel like. Yeah. Speaking of confusing, badges, items, (laughs) (laughs) is like 10 items. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the flute probably is the most memorable, but there's like, there's other stuff happening here. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's the flute, right? Because that's the only thing that can kind of get him to go back in. Yeah. I mean, I was tempted a little bit because I think it would just be cool to hang out in his world. <laughs> like, it's got a real vibe to it, but... Uh, <laughs> sort of. I'm not trying I mean, to stay because I know he's hanging people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, contain your excitement, Andrew. The Stone Maiden Fountain? <laughs> <laughs> of what was, use is that to you? <laughs> of what use? Of what use, indeed. <laughs> um... I actually don't hate it as much as the episode. Huh? I feel like the item's not quite as bad as the rest of it. But Interesting. It's still not in my favor. Yeah. Uh, unfinished painting brushes. Mm. I, I nearly put uh, that on I my love this. Yeah. This was actually pretty close for me. Yeah. You could you could do I'll, some damage here. Also, arguably, the uh, miniature head. Mm. Oh, yeah. Or the shrunken head. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> um forever game tree yeah mm, yeah uh not really oh, you're 
not really fun. Yeah, I mean, it's I like the idea of like sort of being in the game or somebody being in the game, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the hungry hounds coat. Mm-hmm. Sure, love the. Coat. I sort of like that. Another one that's like the item's better than the episode. Yeah, you don't you don't want to hang with Nigel or what's his name? Um, <laughs> he was pretty good though, actually. Is I Nigel? forget what his name is. Um, uh, oh my god, no! My... Oh, Giles. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Giles. Giles. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm, I'm a dog person, so this was. I thought about it. <laughs> um, wisdom glass game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it I, seems, I, seems like a cool world to hang out for a little bit. Yeah, sort of. Locker twenty two. Oh yeah, the necklace. You didn't. I mean, I know you hate the episode, but like. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I do. Well, no, I, I do hate the episode, but like this was an interesting. It was very interesting... similar to the long ago. Yes. Locket. Except you're going back to 1968, so it's just like, yeah, yeah. oh, cool! I can see my parents when they're 15 or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be quite cool. I'd, I'd probably take the 60s, you know, over over a time when, yeah, you know, hmm. yeah. As, as long I as you learn your even... lesson of like, be careful with Bunsen burners. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very good <laughs> yeah. at chemistry. I'd be fine. <laughs> good. And I was very assertive in school, so I'd just be like, this is negligence. Um, <laughs> I don't care if you're high. Get me a new Bunsen burner. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, curious camera. Kind of rad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a bad one, though, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, like, causes problems. Yeah, too much responsibility. <laughs> um, captures. <laughs> the, uh, speaking of, like, a contraption, captured souls. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my I, God. I actually considered that. It's just like, where do you even start with that? Like yeah, the way yeah. it's set up, the mirrors yeah. and the electricity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, a cool fantasy item. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Um, bookish babysitter. I didn't know kind of where to land on this. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the books? Uh, or is it her? I think so. I think it's Belinda. I think she's carrying, like, she's the holder of the books, but uh, I think the book itself is, like, filling in your story for hmm. you, sort of. Okay. Uh, I considered picking that a li- versus Dream Machine, but okay. ultimately. Yeah. yeah, they're close. They're close. Uh, time Trap Genie? Yeah, I didn't consider it. No, no upside here. <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I missing? Am I missing? Um, uh, was there something in Night Nurse? Yeah, the that? dress. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the dress. There's a lot in the later seasons, I feel like. Um, yeah. Oh, the lot. Yeah. Th- Highway 13 car. Yeah. Highway 13 <laughs> car. Don't forget about that. Um, just want to let loose. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in um, many faces, it's the makeup compact. So they put it on and then mm. that's, that's kind of what leads them having their identity stolen. Mm. Um, photo finish is that a magic camera? Yeah, yeah kind of right. It, but it, there's like an evil kid controlling it. Yeah, it's. I wasn't sure what to make of this one. I mean, it's almost like the picture could be, um, magical as well. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly what to do with that. No, um, Mystic Mirror is mirrors. Um, and oh, sure. the, yeah. 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 Um, there's a lot of mirrors there's well there's that and there's um the one you mentioned the um captured, captured souls. souls yeah, yeah. station uh, 109.1 the bracelet they put on is what 
oh. leads them to. Yeah. Is that right? Kind of. Kind of. So. Yeah. yeah. Not like the station. The station itself mm. is kind of like magical. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. Um. While we were talking about mirrors, it did occur to me that you could argue that the mirror in um the lonely ghost or mm. lonely ghost yeah yeah because uh, you can go magical. into it yeah yeah interesting yeah i'm, I'm sure there i mean someone mentioned zebo's nose that's kind of yeah. thing uh crimson clown is i guess oh an object yeah <laughs> the crimson yeah 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 i'm sorry the crimson. <laughs> uh, i mean that's what you mean uh, yeah. he is the object yeah yeah um uh, final wish the book mm. is like it's not that fun of one but uh what about oh the house in whispering walls oh yeah it is a haunted house yeah it's uh yeah the the sponge and the hatching yes i thought of that yeah i don't i mean <laughs> I guess it's magical in some. It's doing something. Mm-hmm. It's doing something. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I just thought of another. Now I'm blanking. Um, yeah, there's so many. <laughs> the tea in Jake and the, Jake and the Leprechaun. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, oh, so like phone police. Uh, the phone book is like. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> is the phone police real? Like what? <laughs> Something's definitely weird <laughs> happening there. I'm yeah, not, yeah. Not sure how to uh, put it into context. The virus. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking. Uh, like the computer virus. Or I was thinking it might be the game. Hmm. But at the same time, that's like yeah. not quite magical, I guess. But uh, well, the options are. But the vi- But yeah, the virus could be considered. <laughs> um, anything else that's just bugging you? Like I gotta say something about this item. Um, shiny red bicycle is it that the mm. bicycle he starts seeing it but is it because That's of true. the ghost or is it because the bicycle is like the haunted magical object yeah I think there's an argument for it <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to you know, if I if, wanted to would... just like bug DJ McHale on Instagram and be like <laughs> I can't sleep I need to know is this, is this magical <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, that was I highly enjoyed that uh, experiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was an experiment. I love all those items, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna read one quick letter here, uh, and actually, it's uh, it's from our pal Jacob, and it's about Are You Afraid of the Dark sixth season. So I thought this would be the time Ooh. to to share it. Um, he said, Dear Wiley and Jake the Snake Desmond, uh, this last Halloween I watched the Are You Afraid of the Dark sixth season for the first time. And it was something. Yikes. I hold you guys responsible for sparking my misguided interest in the later seasons of this show. Over the last year, I heard so many jokes about Jake the Snake and the gruesome gourmets on the pod that I had no choice but to see these episodes for myself. How could you? You monsters. Why did you, why did you gas me nasty? Um, jokes aside, season six wasn't that bad. Well, Misfortune Cookie was. What a fitting title, because I had the misfortune of watching it. After listening to your season review, I'd say my ranking is similar to Joey's. Now I understand the gruesome gourmet's hype. It's a tree. Memorable for all the wrong reasons. Oh but on, repute, on repeated viewings, it doesn't really light my grill. 
the the story focuses too much on finding flimsy evidence that goes nowhere, which kind of burns my bacon. It's the fun performances that bring me back, not the silly narrative. Joey said it reminded him of Erie, Indiana. To me, it felt like a spin, an episode from its much-criticized spinoff, The Other Dimension, which, mm. by chance, starred Daniel Clark from The Tale of Oblivion. Man, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob putting in the work. Um, while Gourmet's is so bad it's good, Jake the Snake is so bad it's strange. Love this one. Gave me a whole new attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Jake quotes, uh, but the but the climax, <laughs> but the climax was a missed opportunity. What this episode really needed was a shootout match with Jake slithering around the rink playing actual hockey. <laughs> Just an idea. Uh, Virtual Pets was one of the most dated episodes of Nick I've ever seen. Didn't get sucked in. Bigfoot Ridge was ice solid because of its unusually good performance from Hayden Christensen. Joey was prophetic in his review of, for Bigfoot suggesting that Christian, Christian the Christensen renaissance was coming. Um, it's kind of here with Hayden being cast in so many Star Wars things lately. Uh, Secret Admirer is underrated, so is, walking, so is a Walking Shadow. At first, I didn't like Shadow, but on rewatch, it became my second favorite story of the season. The relationship between Ross and Vanessa is so genuine it elevates the episode. As for my number one pick, it's Vampire Town. It has a goofy, self-aware nature, and it is quite scary. That was mine, too. Um, I agree that the title title sucks. It should be called The Tale of the Vampire Catacombs. Adder, Adder and Dreyfus, though, are great names. Very punk rock. If I could create a rock band populated with Are You Afraid of the Dark characters? Ooh, this is a fun exercise, too. <laughs> I'd, want, I'd want those two guys in it. And Jake the Snake, too. On vocals. Oh, yes. Uh, that would... <laughs> That would clean house. Um, <laughs> sincerely, the less scaly Jake the Snake. Oh, wow. That was such a good review. Nice. I love yeah. all the different quotes. But I'm, I'm with him all the way on Jake the, um, Jake the Snake and also Vampire Town. is is yeah. so underrated. Really fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Andrew, what are we up to next? Uh, next time we're going to do a versus grab bag with uh ideas that you guys have sent in and yeah we'll we'll argue those yeah rather where uh, yeah rather than going five rounds on the same topic there'll be one round on like you know michael versus pinsky or you know something like that where so like it'll be five rounds on different topics and the winner takes all take all yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i think that'll be fun first time we're trying it uh, you know, if it stinks, yeah. we won't do it again. But I think uh, it's it's a way to kind of get some versus ideas that people have been eager to hear that we haven't just been able to kind of figure out a whole episode for. Hmm. So we'll try that. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast, Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us like Jacob did at Orange Couch Podcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Podbean iTunes, leave us a review, five stars, four stars, three stars. We really like two and one stars. Uh, <laughs> do people um, actually do that? Uh, leave bad reviews? Yeah. Sometimes. So mean. I mean it's okay. You know, it's a, yeah, it's, it's okay. Uh, I'll just, I'll just use my, uh, my eracer from Oblivion. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> take, out, send, take out the trash. This, 
Yeah, to send Bob 24-7 to oblivion. <laughs> um, okay, uh, well, Vaughn, thank you so much for this idea. Thank you for joining us. It's always a blast having you. Oh, thank you so much for having me, and that was super satisfying. Um, and it was awesome to hear your picks. And yeah, anytime. And you know, there's an endless list in your inbox of uh, ideas. Put <laughs> over. So. Oh, we'll we're, we're, we'll come back. To it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was one episode idea in general. Uh, there was one I really liked. I'm like itching now. Okay, well, <laughs> let me know what it is. And okay. yeah, if there's other guests, obviously use any of those ideas. It's cool. All right. Awesome. Yeah, great time. Love talking that stuff. We'll see all you dream machines next Think of a better one. No, no, no. no. Was, I, I, was really I was nice. satisfied. That was a. That was a. Mm, I'm satisfied. <laughs> okay. <all right. laughs>